On Brand Brides. I'm your host, Song King. That's song like you sing and king like a king and queen. So you may often hear of brides recommending their planners to friends, but it's probably less common to hear it the other way around. Well, that's exactly how I met today's guests. For those who've listened before, you'll remember my friend Kate Murphy from episode eight, who was not only an on-brand bride, but a professional wedding planner herself. Well, she introduced me to the couple today that she may or may not have called her favorite clients of all time. They were married in D.C. last October in what Kate said, and I quote, a moody Kennedy-style bash that was outrageously gorgeous. Daniel and Claire, welcome to On Brand Brides. Hello. Hi, Song. What an intro. <laughs> How are you doing? We're doing well. Um, such nice things Kate said. Oh, my goodness. We're recovering from a, a night out at a sort of classy gin bar, and we had <laughs> mainly gin for dinner. So The party has not stopped yeah, since we got married, basically. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like a little bit of, uh, dare I say, your brand. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> it's not deliberate, but yeah. Uh, I think there's, I think there's a little, um, I think there's a little debate on who coined the term, but I, but far before the wedding, we sort of knew that that we liked that um sort of nostalgia for like camelot and that feel for like the the not ugly parts of the 50s and the 60s yeah. and like jack kennedy a little kish lots of politics it's very unlike now but where it was like very <laughs> prestigious all around to just be in that world yeah yeah you sound a little bit like uh those older gentlemen who are like back in my day. <laughs> I, I, Claire jokes that I'm a like sixty year old in a thirty something. I would say body. like eighty year old. But... <laughs> I was like, well, the fifties are yeah. a little bit more than sixty years ago, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so you kind of mentioned like even before the wedding, that was kind of where you resonate. Is that how you would describe your brand? This was a hard question for us. For, for me. It's so. a hard question for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we were like trying to gather our thoughts before this conversation. And I think what both in us, both of us really love is history. And like, we kind of have like, just little like romantic tendencies of like, what's nostalgic and we love to travel and we sort of sort of like submerge ourselves in different eras and places and all these things. So I, I feel like that's sort of like where we lean in terms of like what our brand yeah. is. Um, but like, like we mentioned at the beginning, like we love to, we love to party. We like, <laughs> we love to like to drink. We love to host a good dinner party. We like bringing people together. So I think when thinking about how we wanted our wedding to look, it was like that kind of combination of like, how do we, how do we sort of like bring to life this like special moment in time and like throw down a little yeah. bit. So that's sort of where we landed. And like the term Moody Kennedy's kept kind of coming up when we were like talking to wedding vendors and talking to ourselves about like what we want this to look like. So it was something that was felt a little retro, like all of our reference photos or the reference photos I pulled at least were like black and white, like 1950s party photos. Um, so did you feel like you were pulling inspiration and then realizing that was the vision that you were going for or were you going into it being like this is the moody kind of vibe I'm going for and finding the inspiration I think it was more the latter like I, I sort of I had it in my mind and wanted to make sure I was articulating that to everyone else who was involved in the wedding planning process um, 
and so I think the term helped, but then it's like, okay, I'm pulling photos where it's like black and white, lots of candles, really classic photos of, um, you know, flowers, like white roses, like that sort of a thing. Um, and it also just kind of helped me focus in terms of like the reference mm-hmm. points because I didn't want it to be like all over the place. And like, you know, you could, you can do a million things with, when you're planning yeah. a wedding. And so it's like, how do you really kind of keep things focused and like on brand with what you're going exactly. for? I keep thinking about like, I'm a journalist mm-hmm. and Claire for some of Claire's work in the past, one of her projects was um, representing and doing PR for a, a documentary about Ben Bradley, this really famous uh, Washington Post editor. And in the circles that we are in, this these are like sort of fairy tale stories or lionizations. It's, it's sort of a weird mix between history and, yeah, fairy tales. So I think for us, Claire has always wanted to, you know, be able to sort of submerge our family and ourselves into that sort of um, arcana, I guess you'd say about like, you know, the, the mystical Washington and generals and romantic dinners and kind of a house of cards thing, but less nefarious. I would hope so. (laughs) And, you know, so I think that was, that was sort of the, I mean, for a long time, that's been our vibe, I think, in a lot of ways. Claire, you were mentioning that when you were meeting with planners, kind of, you know, this Moody Kennedy thing kind of kept coming up. Um, so it does sound like, you know, you didn't find Kate right away. How did you find her? So I didn't actually have a planner myself. So I'm very curious what the process was like for you. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank God for Kate. Um, but we actually found her through a connection of Daniel's. And so our friend was like, oh, it's woman I know is is starting to do wedding planning. And I think we were just starting to um, kind of pull the trigger on uh, doing our own planning. And I I feel like I knew pretty on, like if we could figure out how to financially like bring in someone to help us, like we needed to, because it was going to be an undertaking. So um, that's sort of how we found her. And I, I honestly don't think we spoke to other we did. Daniel. We spoke to one. Did we? we I don't sp- even remember. <laughs> we spoke to oh, one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, well, I know I'm not alone in feeling that a lot of times, every time I would reach out to my coordinator, I felt like I was bothering her and I was almost afraid to ask her something. Did you ever feel that <laughs> when you were going through? All the time. Yeah. I, for my job, I work in an agency and I have clients and I'm used to being the one like being reached out to all the time. So it felt really weird for me to be the client in this case and to like ask people to do things for me. Um, you know, I'm like pulling together long emails and like status updates. And she's like, just, just text me, like, <laughs> relax, it's fine. And um, cause I was like, okay, well, what are your hours? What, what's sort of like your general availability to us? She's like, literally middle of the night, text me if you have something on your mind. Like I might not respond right away, but like just flag it over. Um, so I, like for me, that was sort of a challenge to get used to like having Kate's help and support, but she was, you know, always super communicative. And, um, you know, I think she, she talked about this on the episode that she was on was, um, just how important it is for couples to have someone for like guests to go to Mm -hmm. for questions. And like, obviously on the day, but even like the week leading up to the wedding is there's just so much going on. And we were really able to kind of put her notes sort of it's like a, a stop gap for us where it's like we can kind of hide behind her it's like oh please direct your questions yeah. to Kate or like please direct your problems <laughs> to Kate like I don't want to deal with it like I don't I'm not what doing kind, it, so. what kinds of questions and stuff were you directing towards her 
Or was it just like, don't even talk to me, just talk to her and you don't even know? Yeah, I, the the big one was that, so we got married, you know, in October of 2022. And so while like sort of the, the height of COVID was mostly over, mm-hmm. you know, we're still a lot of concerns and, you know, we had tons of family traveling in and we we're trying to take as many precautions as we could. And so like the week of there was just like a lot of questions around like kind of testing. It all worked out totally fine. But th- those sort of things are like really tough and like not something like the bride or the groom wants to deal with. Um, Daniel, do you want to <laughs> add to that? There were there was definitely a few moments. I, Claire does not know this where I was driving somewhere and it felt very uh, my best friend's wedding. And I just called Kate And I was like, hey, can you believe this is happening? Or I'm very stressed about this. So like part of a good planner is a therapist Mm -hmm. who's on call uh, and available. Um, And man, I would love to read a tell-all book from a planner who's done this for decades. Yeah, I did. I will say, though, I, I did sort of tell Claire this, like we, we got to a point with our wedding where the week of we were very much like anyone else has a problem. That's their problem. Yeah. The cutoff is Sunday night. So <laughs> if you have a feeling or a thing, or you just don't know, ask Kate, mm-hmm. ask someone else, but we're getting married and we're concerned about ourselves. Yeah. And that was it because for the past year leading up to it, it was making sure everyone else felt comfortable. And the thing, one of the things I learned about planning a wedding is that all of your family become stakeholders, whether they are or not. And they want to turn it into uh, your wedding and their wedding. But ultimately, this is a a, a party celebrating you and your boo. And that is the only thing that this is about at the end of the day. How did you kind of like make sure that you were staying on track with that idea? Like, were there times where you were starting to feel yourself make these compromises or just do things because your parents want you to, and it's a lot easier to say yes than fight back? Oh, we were LA cool yeah. boy and cool girl the entire time. No, there was never a moment. Yeah, there were there were tons. Yeah. Yeah. And we both have families who have strong personalities and are used to being sort of the scions in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we had family members who were planning, who were, you know, rotating through many types of dresses that were very expensive. We had uh, family members who were too goofy about plans for um, speeches. Mm. (laughs) And it was an exercise in staying calm. I think you and I sort of went into that eyes open. Like we knew our families were. We're going to be involved Mm -hmm. in wedding planning and the process and all of it. And, you know, and I figured like, and both of our families contributed significantly to, you know, the the budget Mm -hmm. of the wedding. Thank you, mom and Stan. Yes. (laughs) Thanks to our parents. Um, When we got engaged and we're kind of figuring out what kind of wedding we Mm -hmm. wanted and we kind of became clear that like it was going to not be an elopement. It wasn't going to be a small affair, which is like what I had sort of originally thought might be Mm -hmm. nice. Um, that it was gonna it was gonna get bigger and people are gonna have strong opinions and like that was okay so you know if they're they're helping finance and like they're it's all coming from a good place and out of love and an excitement to like throw this wedding um that was fine and I think there were certain things that we were like okay we're not gonna compromise on this but other things it's fine like not a big deal um happy to make people happy yeah I think one of the bigger tensions with us leading up to the wedding was just making sure each other didn't feel like they were they were being forced into something I think like Claire and I with each other were just worried at various moments like you really want this it's not something your parents want yeah 
um, which was a weird dynamic and anxiety. I think we're both a little bit overthinkers. Yeah, um, I can relate But to one that. also refreshing thing that I did learn about this wedding and this process was, um, and my mother said this, so many of our family and friends, like we decided to do black tie. Mm-hmm. I was worried about the expenses because we have some friends who with very high incomes and some friends not so much and some family members not so much and some family members with a lot. And we also have a lot of friends with young children. Mm. And Claire got this before I did, but like all of our family and friends wanted a night out. They wanted a night to feel glamorous and sexy. They wanted a night to get away from their three kids, you know? They're like, please, don't worry, we'll leave them home. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, please, let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, Yeah, we love it, you know? So uh, they really, like, it's fun to dress up. And especially in this town, it is fun to be able to go to a party and say, we were at Daniel and Claire's thing. Yeah. there or something and that was that was sort of the appeal of it we did have uh because it's such a mix of people we did have a few friends who did recognize at one point of an or another some media people and were gawking a little bit oh nice and funny (laughs) um so you kind of mentioned something that like surprised you about the process were there any surprises that you learned about each other through the process yeah (laughs) that's a good question yeah, that is a good I'm question. sure. I'm trying to think <laughs> what. I mean, we've been together for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of hard to remember when when we learn something new about each other. Right. I think you learn, I think one of the things you learn about in a wedding is like the little things that are very important to the other person. Mm-hmm. So for me, dancing and the food was a must. And like you would, and I got to say, you have to understand our venue is this Cosmos Club called the Cosmos Club. It's this very, very old, august, pompous club. And their clientele, Claire's heard this, Claire's smiling because she's heard this, this part of my shtick. Um, <laughs> the clientele veers toward the senior, some might say, like 80 years young or something. Mm. And the club is not at all interested in lowering that average, right? <laughs> so they don't have a lot of salt in their food. And when we were like talking with I think them, that's an old wives tale. They, well, well, when they were talking about it, they were like, look, we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of taste. We're working on it. And, you know, we're trying to be better about it. the food, by the way, was fantastic and great. And then you would just worked with the catering in house then? Yeah. I mean, I, Daniel kind of jokes about the Costos Club, but it's, Honestly, when people are like <laughs> advice on the wedding, I'm like, get married at the Cosmos Club. They were wonderful. The, it's it's a planner gorgeous packages. Estate. Do planners and packages. It came. It came. You know, everything. Not everything was included in our um, in our sort. Yeah, our package, but a lot was, and it made it much easier to plan and like not feel so overwhelmed by all the different vendors that you need to bring in and coordinate. Yeah. I, they just they were they put on such a nice wedding. So I. We, we kind of joke about them, but I just they were fantastic. Sure it's clear how, how much we love them. And the moral of that story is we were, there was one other venue that we liked a lot mm-hmm. and were looking at very seriously and they were not a package deal. And we were kind of unsure when we pulled the trigger on the Cosmos Club, like, are we missing out? But like, they're like for a wedding bigger than like 20 people, there are so many moving parts There are so many things and you do go down rabbit holes. One of us did like spend a few hours looking at like the font size and the font style for, for a son. Which one of us is that? I I wasn't going to name names. Um, (laughs) Well, you have to clarify now. (laughs) It was me. It was me. 
Daniel's a big picture thinker, I'll, I'll say. And uh, I see. I, I have the attention to detail. And so I think. That's why we make a good team. Like you sort exactly. of. Yeah. But like going into like the wedding planning process is like kind of know thyself. And so, you know, when looking at the Cosmos Club, realizing, okay, I am, I know I'm going to be overwhelmed getting ready for the wedding, yeah. like leading up to it. I know it's a lot. So like, let's just kind of choose the option that won't make me actually like tear my hair out because had we gone the other direction where we would have to bring in all the vendors and do all the things, I, I think I actually would have lost my mind. Yeah. And um, Daniel was, Daniel was very supportive, but like, I, I know, like I, yeah, like Daniel says, you, you kind of fall down the rabbit holes. I feel like every bride I've talked to, like you can't really escape that. Like no one's just like super chill a month out. Like yeah, no, you I are totally get obsessing it. over the the napkin choices yeah. and the This is why I actually say that it's actually nice to not be engaged too long and plan a wedding in a short amount of time because you don't have all this time to change yeah. your mind or like think about all these yeah. other details that you now care about that you didn't originally. Uh, yeah. I feel like six weeks out, I was like, I hate everything. I hate every choice I've made. I want to like redo it all. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't, and I'm glad we didn't. But like, you hit that, you hit that moment. Yeah. Um, so Daniel was saying that you know, food and dancing was really the big things that he cared about. What were some of the like your priorities, Claire? Things that you really want to make sure happen? I mean, my big priority, just kind of when it came to planning, was. Like I wanted to find a photographer I loved. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the photos were going to be really, really important um, because these are, you know, this is what lives yeah. on past like the big day. Like, you know, I, I love food and I love music and all those things are great. But, you know, I think like I, I hardly ate anything at the actual mm -hmm. wedding. So like I just knew it wasn't going to like have that much of an impact for me as much as like the photos that will live on my walls that will like become you know, the things that my kids look at. Right. Um, so that, that was really important. And we found just like this wonderful photographer who sort of shot in the style that we were looking for. That was sort of like, yeah, hit the Moody Kennedy's things. Like she did a lot in black and white. They look like really kind of like classic, classic hit uh, the Moody shots. Style. So that, that was something that meant a lot to me. Did you um, give um, kind of direction? Did you give inspiration to this photographer? Did you know she already did? Yeah. That? Uh, but yeah, so for like our actual photographer, like I pulled lots of like reference photos, but also like it's hard to also be like a bride in 2022 who's like on Instagram and TikTok because you're getting all this content. Too so it's like content. saving all of those. Yeah, it's it was too much, but like it's kind of helpful where you're like, okay, like I found the perfect sort of, this is what I want this to look like. Like, please recreate this TikTok for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'll do our best. So, I mean, I before I, I got to just, before we get further into the wedding, I got to just point us to the ring situation oh yes please ring troubles oh because i think this is a really important story uh my family um we 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 go to martha's vineyard a lot which is a little bit of a flex for us and that's <laughs> I where it. i proposed to claire and so on the vineyard uh claire wanted to get one of our rings from a local ring shop dealer she thought that, that would be very fitting and fun and so we got these rings picked out. Uh, she seemed very nice. They were old school, nice. so it fit our vibe, right? A little bit. Uh, long story short, um, they lost Claire's ring. <gasps> I was going to say, old school in the sense that they didn't have computers. Oh and so their, their systems sort of... And to be clear, uh, we bought these rings broke down. with like eight months out or yeah. something. Like this was not, but six weeks out. They lost Claire's ring. Mine arrived. They didn't have Claire's ring. What? 
what so what what ended up happening long story short like we actually ended up getting my wedding band I was I went and had breakfast with a friend that weekend um you know in this like little kind of shopping area in DC and um she was like oh there's actually a jewelry store around here like have you popped in there I was like I was like, no. She's like, let's just go look. Like, I know you're dealing with this. Like, who knows what they have? Yeah. So I go in and pick out, like, I was like, oh, I actually really like this ring. And and I kind of just told them, like, my story mm-hmm. in terms of, like, UPS just lost my wedding rings. I'm, I'm getting married soon. Like, what do you – and they were like, well, actually, like, that particular ring that you picked out is one that we designed in-house. Let me call our designer. Give me your info. And they, like, literally, like, found me in this brunch spot. And they're like, I just talked to it, <laughs> our designer. Like, we could get this to you before the wedding, yeah. which everyone else was told telling me, like, impossible basically and they just like went out of their way to help and went out of their way to um make sure I had a wedding ring the jewelry process I thought was like very educational like I was worried about how much I had and walking to Tiffany's and it was a good amount but like this is a place that has hundred thousand dollar rings right and something but they were great about that Claire has a beautiful diamond from Tiffany's. And this is another thing I learned, at least for the grooms and maybe me in a traditional sense or one party in any marriage is like, I don't think it's unusual for one person to be very proud and it being very personal to get the ring for the person you love. Yeah. I love that you kind of like have so much pride in finding the right ring for her and like wanting to do the right thing and like go through all these steps because Yes, she may be the one wearing it, but she's thinking of you every time. And then like when she is wearing it, she's remembering all this energy and effort that you put in because you love her and you want her to love the ring. So I love my ring. So let's let's talk about the wedding. So we talked about a little bit about what the vision was, a little bit of ring mishap leading up to the wedding. What about the wedding itself? Um, Was the vision that was executed what you had planned originally? I think so. I think we got pretty pretty dang close um what are some of the details that you feel you like know, really brought that vision yeah. to life I one of my uh requests uh was like I want lots and lots of like white tapered candles um like just all around so also so we got married in October it was sort of like you know you know, middle of fall, like leaves were changing. It was cooler. We got this, you know, building was kind of old, a little spooky. It was also Halloween weekend. Um, so we got married on the 29th. And so like, you know, for, I think for a lot of our friends, you know, they otherwise would have been at Halloween parties. So I was like, okay, let's go big with like the, with like the glam, like really dress up, like don't wear costumes, but like lean into sort of that. And then you know, bringing in a lot of candlelight, like kind of having like a little bit of like a spooky atmosphere, which is a little me. Um, So even though like it felt like very traditional in like a lot of the senses, like trying to add like little touches here and there to make it a little like, I don't know, a little more whimsical. Um, So we, so the candles were super important to like kind of help set that vibe. And like our, our lovely florist kept like being like, is is this enough? And I'm like, more, more. Um, And then some of the other details just to sort of in that line was, we had masquerade masks brought out Ooh. for like the dancing portion of the night. Did people wear them? Yeah, they did. So yeah. Love it. We did it. I would say that's the one thing we didn't get a lot of photos of people in masks. Mm. I think there um, was a little confusion. Like, is this an eyes wide shut thing that's really happening <laughs> or something like that? So. You know, but like. And then we also had a, tar- a tarot card reader. Oh, oh, you really did lean a little bit into the Halloween kind of. People yeah. liked the tarot card reader. Yeah. We I didn't, mean, we didn't get to 
talk to her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, we, we were obviously busy yeah. running around, but um, it's, it's funny how often you plan things that you don't get to try at all during your own wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like it's still worth it for you? Like, was it worth it because your guests were able to enjoy it, or were you kind of like, eh? oh yeah, totally. Well, and also like in the grand scheme of things, it was such a small like line item in our budget mm-hmm. that um, the tarot card reader what was is like money? a nice little, <laughs> little plus. I know, like. I feel like we kind of, uh, towards the end, we're just like, we want it, we'll buy it, whatever. And yeah. now we're like, oh. It's at that point where you're like, I no longer care. Like, yeah. Uh, one of yeah. our guests actually was like, told me like, you'll get to a point where you're just like, what does it matter? And yeah. like, it does matter to be clear. Yes. And But like, you, know, you no we, longer we, have like the brain power to think about it. <laughs> no, you really don't. You really don't. We did do one thing, which was homemade. Uh, we, because we love our dog as any person who ever meets us knows. So, and also he, he could not come to the Cosmos Club because sadly- I see, okay, that was going to be my next question is if dogs. he was there. But... So, we did so, get yeah, him so a doggy we were... bag of the food, which he ate. The Cosmos Club made him a doggy yeah, bag because yeah. they knew how he... much we loved him and they Aww. were so, again, wonderful. But, um, so just to kind of bring him into, into it, like we had Daniel, one of the first things he did when it came to like the wedding planning was had a Logo. wax a wax seal in the the silhouette of our yeah. dog made yeah. because he was like, I'm sure this will come in handy as we plan the wedding. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so we hand stamped hundreds of little matchbooks with our dog's silhouette on it, um, which we had uh, we like at the cigar bar. At the at the Cosmos Club and just to have and, that's super you know honestly cute. I don't know if people noticed <laughs> but like we liked it yeah, it was a good way to also show my wife like I was doing things for the wedding so, and I was just like pouring <laughs> wax on matchbooks and I was like I'm hoping to you know. <laughs> what were the things you were in charge of Daniel mm, well <laughs> uh, I mean keeping Claire safe. Uh, which is a joke in itself. The protector. <laughs> well, so um, so here we go. Uh, you know, I am a journalist. I'm a pretty obscure journalist. Okay. But like, I do occasionally appear on TV. So it's conceivable that in this day and age, someone could, you know, and I occasionally get hate mail or something. Um, but the week before our wedding, Claire got these weird text messages um and the first one was the wise never marry and when they do they, they become, become otherwise which right. is a stephen hawking's quote we later from, googled from, um, from a number we didn't we, uh, we didn't recognize and claire bless my wife was very like oh isn't this a weird text and i'm like <laughs> yeah i was like whatever i don't i don't have time right, for this yeah right. and it's like, been oh. a long day for me but in in newsrooms you're taught to be like you get angry emails all the time but you're taught to be wary of the poets. And so I read that and I'm like, well, I don't like this. And I have some friends in law enforcement and called one of them. And the friend was like, yes, that, that's a threat. He's like, this is a threat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the whole thing, the whole thing escalated, shall very we say. Very quickly. Because yeah, <laughs> that, the protector like, thing. So Daniel was like, I'm going to. I gonna, called a different yeah. friend who is a prosecutor who said, file a police report. <gasps> Oh my god and then i asked some friends who um looked into it and it was a burner phone out of new mexico and it's all weird yeah and uh. so uh the new mexico state police started looking into it and then claire got <laughs> again this more, escalated <laughs> claire got two more texts and 
someone another friend like matches my matches the other person's energy so if like the other person's very alarmed he will get alarmed and so we're on the phone and i'm telling him about this and he's like it's a kennedy assassination <laughs> we should all wear bulletproof vests and all this stuff oh so like we you know this is what i've been i've made myself in charge of and claire is like whatever <laughs> and so um we get a bodyguard like daniel needs a job i guess daniel needs a job so we get a bodyguard and kate our wedding planner Kate was... finds a bodyguard and is like, I got you. So Claire's not a public figure mm-hmm. until today. <laughs> um, but like, okay. you know, it, 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 the other thing that was worrisome to me is like me getting threats. You know, people don't like Who said journalists. they were even threatening you, Daniel? They it were could threats have been me. to it you. No, no, a... they were threatening, you know, but like Claire. An, an ex scorned lover i'm definitely feeling so scorned upset. lover over here yeah <laughs> like come on they were just uh, yeah. yeah it was just not great. so that was that was that's, that was what i was in so crazy i was also in charge of like looking for music which was a heartbreaking process mm-hmm. because um claire could hear me like screening the music on my computer from the bands <laughs> and she would be like that's the one that's the band and then i would call and then it would be like Seventy-five thousand oh dollars for the band for the night. Yeah, they were like bands that played for like Beyonce bands are events, expensive. and I was like, bands are expensive. Bands are expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. Did you end up with a band or a DJ? No, we did a DJ. Okay. And I, I mean, I thought our DJ was great, and I think like ultimately, I was like, well, like if we could afford the biggest and best band, and that would be lovely. But like, it was just you not know, I feel like high enough on you don't want list. yeah yeah. Right. I feel like I'd rather listen to, you know, the original artist sing the songs via DJ versus like, you know, an impersonation of, you know, some of these. I was looking into getting Beyonce. It turned out to be a little out of reach for (laughs) that. that, That's what Daniel was in charge of, was was getting Beyonce. Doing the really important jobs, reaching out to Beyonce. (laughs) So let's talk about some of your favorite moments from the wedding. One of my favorite moments is one of my, well, both of our like favorite romantic comedy like wedding movies <laughs> is my best friend's wedding holds up to this day still it's still fantastic as an aside one of my sort of like wedding kind of like prep things that I did like just like leading up to the wedding like in like the year as we were planning was like on Saturdays or Sundays as I'm doing sort of like small like wedding yeah. tasks like I would put on like a silly like wedding rom-com <laughs> to like get my get my game face yes. on and like that was just kind of fun to like revisit like all of those yeah. so um, did you find that you took any inspiration from any of them we're getting there so as we get there with my best friend's wedding if you'll recall there's a scene um where uh like leading up to the wedding they're like the, all the wedding parties or the wedding party is at lunch together kind of getting ready and um they break out into song um, and it's the uh, uh, say a little prayer mm-hmm. song. I don't know, and it's it's a really like fun moment in the in the film, and I've always loved it. So Daniel orchestrated at the rehearsal dinner. He he got everyone to do that, and so he he like coordinated with the um, with the restaurant. They started playing the song. I could kind of hear it, and he passed out the like the lyrics to the song. Smart and move on your everyone part. Everyone just 
started like kind of getting up and singing and you know in the in the movie people yeah, like I sang the first verse by myself and Claire was giggling yeah. and then everyone got in it and was... we sang the whole song and we did the in, in the movie they everyone is like waving their hands slowly mm-hmm. back and forth because they're in a lobster restaurant <laughs> and they're doing it and one they of got, our like, lobster uh paws on yeah. yeah a friend I mentioned earlier unbeknownst to us uh has the song memorized because she loves that movie too <laughs> love and that so, yeah I will say like I thought everyone had seen my best friend's wedding. A lot of people weren't like, didn't ex- exactly know the reference, but, but they know the it was, song probably it was so... at least. It's a pretty popular song yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, but people got there, and like some of my friends were just like, obviously knew what mm-hmm. it was, and were like belting it. So they really helped like carry carry the moment. Yeah. But then at the actual wedding, we did like a kind of a big head table with our wedding party and some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the song kind of just came on or like we had it on our like play right. song list. And then people kind of did it again. Yeah. And since like we had already kind of run through it on Thursday, people like oh, really nice. got into it. And it just was really cute. And, <laughs> so that's actually like, what felt... you rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so that was that was one of my favorite moments. Um, Daniel, what about you? I did like what our friend Jackie recommended, she gave us great advice throughout the whole wedding and it's just been a great friend for years and a big cheerleader for us. But she did also say like, you know, make sure you two have your own moments at the wedding where it's just you two and you just like take a breath. And I'm really glad we did that. Um, You know, like everyone was, had moved to the dance floor and we were still in the eating room. I, the dining room, I guess. Ballroom. Yeah, and <laughs> the photographers are taking photos, but it was just a nice, pleasant, quiet moment with yeah. us. Um, the other favorite moment I am has a little bit of a story behind it. We basically had uh, one of our bridesmaids do sort of a check on all the speeches to mm-hmm. make sure they were just, you know, because we were, were appropriate nervous <laughs> about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and one speech was flagged, and there was a little tension about that that mm. week. And, you know, that was a persistent thing throughout the week. And yeah. then it was re- rewritten at the last minute. And the the phrase we heard from guests to this day was hit it out of the park. It was great. It like hit all the right themes. It was funny. It was sarcastic at the right moments. It was cute. Uh, so I'm really glad that worked out. But it was a stressful lead up. Um, I don't know, just, um, oh, actually the other thing which goes into an earlier question you had about like what little elements we liked. We were a little unsure. There's an option at the Cosmos Club to have like a cigar and whiskey bar, Mm -hmm. which we were kind of unsure about. But at the last minute, again, we were like, let's just do this. Do it. (laughs) Add it to the tab. Why not? Like, what does it matter? (laughs) Second mortgage either way. So that actually turned out to be a big hit. Um, People really liked the, the cigars were really good and the whiskey was very good. And it was sort of, it became the communal point for our friends to talk. So I think, and you know, that was also pretty like baller photos of our guys and our ladies just like smoking a cigar. And uh, I really liked that. I think similarly, like one of the other options we decided to to bring in was like, just like the exit sparklers. Um which I feel like are very common, like maybe like a little too done, but you know, they're always fun. But we decided to do it, and then like you know, kind of at the end of the wedding, like I was tired. I was ready to go home. Yeah. Like, I was I was over it, kind of. And so I was almost like, yeah, let's scrap yeah. this. But someone was like, no, let's just do it. 
and those photos came out so great mm, like yeah the I'm so I'm really glad we did that and well for the photos mostly my favorite <laughs> photos from like us leaving oh, okay. <laughs> the wedding with those sparklers in the background they're lovely did you actually leave after or was it kind of like a stage yeah, exit we left oh okay we, well peace out well, Irish we, goodbye no no <laughs> we no <laughs> we we left well, we, we like exited yeah. and then we, the um, photographer had us like run it back again oh. just to like do, oh, like yeah. do another I shot. See. So we did it twice just to make sure we got a good photo. And then we, okay. we left and our, our hotel was within walking distance. Oh, okay. It was like a block and a half away. And I had like a, I changed. And so like we were out the door. Yeah. Um, but so besides like getting what I would call like the money shot, um, it was also just, I feel like it suddenly kind of became real to like have all your friends and family there again. And like, I know they were sort of there during the, well, they were there during the, the whole time, the, the ceremony <laughs> yeah. and like all the things, but like, I don't know. I really felt sort of like the love at that moment where yeah. I was like, I don't know. It just, it was it really was, nice. I, the, the money shot also has, um, includes a friend of mine who's passed away since, oh. uh, and I'm really glad he's in there. Yeah. So I miss him a lot. Yeah. And yeah. We're we're glad that he our, our friends tell us he had a good time at the wedding and that was one of his last uh, few times before we lost him. So wow. I that's another thing about it. Like this was a big moment for us in a lot of ways, and you know yeah. it was good to have a lot of these people with us. Absolutely. Sometimes I think that's why the photos do end up feeling so important because you don't know how often or when again you'll have all these people that you love so much like yeah. with you all in yeah. one place. So do you have any like final thoughts, stories, advice, or anything you want to share that we haven't gotten to? I have advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, From Daniel, the, the, uh, the wedding planner extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, having gone to a bunch of weddings and now having been in one, there are, there's a lot of feelings about inviting and planning and that stuff and a few things like I've been on the B list for a wedding and bumped up to an A list. Don't think about this in a different way. Think about it as we really want you to come. We have to include some people that, you know, but like if they can't come, we want you to come. Yeah. So like have a B list. Uh, cause they, cause they love to, um, and anyone don't call it a B list, <laughs> the better list. <laughs> Oh, the better, better list. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, pick your bridal party, uh, 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 your groomsmen and your your uh, bridesmaids on people who are going to be supportive of you too and like know that this wedding's about you. So if you need water, they are going to fly out to CVS and get you that water. Yeah. You know, it is like they are there for you for that day and you will be like them for that day and you will be there when you freak out and you're like, I don't know. And, mm -hmm. you know, I remember with one of my groomsmen who, um, when I was in his wedding, I whispered to him, like, just so you know, if you back out, I've made sure all the other groomsmen and I are going to carry you down the aisle. This is happening today. <laughs> uh, because I loved both him and his now wife so much. Yeah. And like, you know, so that's, that's my big advice. Yeah. Um, just, you know, and anyone who has a job in the wedding, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a really big deal. It means we love you and you're very important. And we trust you life. on this, like a very important job, very important day. Yeah. Yeah. Claire, you got anything? Um, Elope. <laughs> I like, yeah, I was like, elope. I, I mean, I'm definitely at the point now where like the PTSD is fading a little bit. Like the first few months afterwards, I was like, did that happen? Did that happen? Did it go well? I, I don't know. Like you're in a fog. 
Um, so like my advice is just like get through it and it gets better. But um, it gets better. <laughs> what everyone wants to hear about their wedding. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, try not to lose yourself in the yeah. wedding process. And, you know, we have some really lovely dear friends who are in the middle of planning their wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. And it's, you know, there's so much pressure to like, get it right. And to like, mm-hmm. you know, find all the ways to make it special and personal and all these things. And I think at the end of the day, it's like reminding yourself what's important. Yeah. Like, yes, you're, you know, you're marrying, you know, the love of your life, but also like, Pick the, pick the few things that, like, are really important to you and, like, try and let go of the others. Yeah. After the wedding, we we did a mini moon. And so we went out to St. Michael's in, on the Eastern Shore. And we got a nice hotel. And we slept for 14 hours. And it was wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's why I think a mini moon is so essential. Not because it's like, oh, this vacation. It's like, no, you need to re-energize yeah. and just recover from yeah. the wedding and all the planning yeah. and everything that led up and kind of just get away for like you know people are still kind of hanging around and like mm-hmm. you know family's still in town yeah. and whatever and like you don't want to feel like you have to kind of continue hosting after you've hosted this epic party yeah. so um it was just like nice to to get away my other advice is like do the rehearsal dinner on a thursday so that way you can really enjoy it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can, you can then, drink a little bit and not worried about worry about. We got yeah. so drunk at our rehearsal dinner. Which, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. We did it on Thursday. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, well, everyone did. did. Everyone did. Were good. I don't remember them. But. And we we had like built in welcome drinks for Friday night nice. with, with everyone. Yeah. But like everyone was still so hungover. <laughs> it was uh, it's fun. <laughs> So that was our wedding. Yeah, that was, I mean, I heard a lot of stories that I definitely was not expecting to hear, <laughs> to be honest, but it sounds like a wild ride and a very beautiful wedding that, you know, not just yeah, you so had fun at, but a lot of your guests definitely had fun at, I can tell. Where can listeners find you? Uh, I am uh, Daniel Strauss 4 on Twitter and Daniel Strauss Journal and Word on Instagram. And I'm just on Insta these days, so it's uh, at Clayton, C-L-A-I-T-O-N-S. Great. I will drop Daniel and Claire's handles in the episode description, and I will also be posting photos of their wedding on the pod's IG at On Brand Brides. So give it a follow. But more importantly, please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, thank you again both for joining me today and for telling me about your wedding and just overall getting to know you. It was really fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, this was so fun. Thanks thank so much. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.